everyone, welcome to Villa Together podcast. As you can see, I've assembled the Avengers, two thirds of the podcast Dan's, and as you can see, all these wonderful guys for episode number two of the debate, where we're going to debate Aston Villa's all-time Premier League eleven. Um, so just to kind of go through the guys we've got here. Um, and the Irish guy on Twitter, we have. That's me. It's Neil from For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. Thanks a million for inviting me on. Nice one. And um, one of the two Dans from the Villa Filler Podcast. That's it. Dan Morgan from uh, Heart of the Hopes of Villa Filler Podcast. Uh, really happy to be here. Nice one. Pleasure's all mine. Uh, and the, the man, the face behind the Up the Villa podcast we've got. I'm Luke Robinson um, and buzzing to be on, mate. Nice one. Thanks for coming. Um, the second Dan from tonight, uh, from 7500 to the Hulks, we've got. Daniel Raza. Yep. I'm uh, one of the one of the co-hosts on uh, the Hulkcast. Thanks for coming. Nice to see you, as always. Uh, from the Witten to Rotterdam podcast, we've got... Hey, it's James Hunman. Uh, really looking forward to this, chaps. Thanks. Nice one. Thanks for coming on. Um, regularly seen with me on the Villa Together podcast, we've got... Hi, everyone. Ian, regular contributor to the Villa Together podcast with the formidable Chris as our host this evening. Great to see all these guys and looking forward to the debate. And making his podcast debut, we have... I'm regularly seeing my ugly mush when I'm not causing problems on other people's podcasts um, on the Villa View. Nice one. Thanks for coming. And finally, last but by no means least, from Villa and Proud, we've got... I'm Tom Cowley. I'm the social media officer at Villa and Proud. So thanks for having me. Nice one. Thanks for coming. Um, so format for everyone listening and for these guys, if they haven't been listening, um, we're going to go through each position... Um, from whatever formation we decide to go with. I'm going to give a short list to these guys. I'm then going to throw it out there to a couple of the guys to debate it, give forward who they think um, we should be picking in the all-time Aston Villa Premier League 11. We'll go for each one. Eventually, we should all agree after voting um, on what we think is the all-time Premier League 11 for Aston Villa. And then we'll put it all out there for everyone to see. So we are going to obviously start with what formation we think. And I think it comes down to three formations, realistically. 4-4-2, um, 4-3-3, or a 3-5-2. Um, Dan Morgan, what do you think on this one? What formation would you go with? I think 4-3-3 is fair. I think you get you know the the best of uh, of the attackers and the midfielders. Uh, I think the defense may be a bit harder with the fullback positions, but I mean we can't cop out and just put three centre backs. So it's four three three for me. Four three three for you, uh, Luke. What do you reckon formation wise? Yeah, I'll go with Dan. Really, I'd I'd go four three three as well. Sorry, Danny. Yeah, D- Danny's not happy with this one. Um, Tom, what do you reckon? What formation would you go with? Um, well, to be honest, most of the time I've watched Villa, we've been 4-3-3, so I've got to agree with everybody else. Okay. Uh, most people, I think, probably apart from Danny, would agree 4-3-3. So I'm going to put it out there, just show our hands who's who's feeling 4-3-3 that we go with. 
Is anyone against 4-3-3 apart from Danny? Oh, Rich. Rich, what are we saying then? James. I just go flat 4-4-2 flat four, four, for me. Flat 4-4-2. Four, four, James, what, what are you thinking? You're in between. Yeah, well, there's obviously one right back who, who was is a centre centre half technically, so I'm quite pretty to have four four two or three five two. Like we said before, it's a sort of our old nineties formation. We've had so many good times with. Fair enough. I mean, I, I, I see your point. Um, I was thinking four four two in all fairness, going traditional, but I think when we look at it, what we've seen, most of the guys here, we have probably have played a four three three. So I think. Um, unfortunately, Danny, you've been outvoted. So we'll go with a 4-3-3 for the formation. And Let's make a case for 3-5-2, though. Can, yeah, I, can, on, can I make the case? Yeah, go on then. We, we've had an abundance of amazing centre-backs over the years, right? And, and and I feel like we haven't had an abundance of great full-backs. And for that reason, I feel like we should utilise... You know all the all the all the creative players that we that we've had in midfield as well over the last twenty years or so that I've been watching, um, and I, and I think that you basically pick your formation to suit the players, suit the players you've got at hand, rather than kind of trying to work them into a formation that you've already got. Therefore, three five two. Good point. He's he's put forward a good argument there. Is has, has Danny been able to sway anyone? Do we believe in democracy here or what, guys? <laughs> Stop the count. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the Kanye West of this situation, uh, I can see. So. I'd be happy with 3-5-2 as well. Good one, Ian. Nice one. <laughs> well, I mean, as, as Dan said, <laughs> democracy. I think we, we've revoted 4-3-3. I, I feel you, Danny. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of... I see where you're coming from, but, you know, we, we live in a democracy, don't we? And we, we've got to... Got to go with what the majority think. So unfortunately, you've lost this one. So we'll go for we'll go four three three. It's it's all right, Danny. I I think Martin Larson could have played up front as well. So we'll wait till we get to the strikers and we we can, we can fit him in there. Yeah, we, when I when I ask for anyone else got any names for for strikers, you can throw Martin Larson at us for that one. <laughs> Just because you wanted to avoid the Alan Hutton debate, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Avoid the fullbacks. Yeah, fair enough. Um, right. So, okay, we'll, we'll go with that. Obviously, regardless of what formation we go with, we're going to start with um, goalkeeper. I've got a short list of three here, which was Mark Bosnich, Brad Friedel, Peter Schmeichel. I think the latter probably on reputation more than anything else. Are there any names that anyone thinks I may have forgotten or anyone could want to bring to the table. Mark Bunn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there we go, straight in. Anyone else think I, I don't have the facts to hand. I don't have the numbers to hand. But Martin's or but uh, Thomas Sorensen had a pretty good clean sheet, saves record yeah, and uh, a win record. Now but saying that he did only play for Villa for well he played for Villa for five years. But uh, I remember seeing somewhere and I remember thinking, wow, did we keep clean sheets between 2003 and 2008? And seemingly, seemingly we did. But uh, maybe, maybe he's a yeah, name I'd, to discuss. I'd, I'd have Sorensen ahead of Friedel, but I think Bosnick for me was top of my shortlist. Yeah, good shout. Um, just before we move on, um, we've had our, our final guest has come in. So the man behind the Villa Talks podcast we've got. Good evening, how are you doing? Sorry I'm a bit late, 
putting the kids to bed. <laughs> See, I made sure that they had, you know, some ale or something in their tea, so they they've been in bed hours. <laughs> it's always the way, isn't it? The, the the night that you need to get something done, they never go to bed on time, do they? Standard. Standard. Um, well, it's lucky you've joined us, Omar, because I think I said to you earlier, I had you down as to debate goalkeepers. Right. Um, so, Niels, so my short list that I put together for goalkeepers, I put together Mark Bosnich, yeah. uh, Brad Friedel, yeah. Peter Schmeichel. Neil has thrown Sorensen into the mix. And I think Rich has said he's feeling Sorensen over Friedel. So what are you thinking, goalkeepers? Is there, Firstly, is there anyone that I've missed? And secondly, who would you be be going with in terms of those goalkeepers? Yeah, an interesting list. I think I mean, Sorensen's a, an interesting one. I think he was great under O'Leary at the beginning, wasn't he, when he first came in those first couple of seasons. But then O'Neill just didn't fancy him. And I think he made quite a few mistakes in his last season under O'Neill. Uh, I remember the Blues game. He was, he was quite bad in that game. But overall, I think he was a really good signing. I think David James as well. He's a little bit underrated. Um, I think he was, especially under Gregory, when we were fairly good, I think he was really good. He was prone to a mistake now and again, but, you know, he was a confident keeper, liked to come out uh, for, for crosses and, and backed himself more often than not. And, you know, the longevity he had in the game as well shows you the kind of keeper he was. I think he was a great signing and I was quite sad to see him go. And I thought Schmeichel coming in, yeah, was a great signing and it was a massive surprise at the time. But um, I think James was... At that stage of his of Schmeichel's career, James is just as good. I think Schmeichel was sort of on, the, on his way out, may, maybe. Um, but for me, I think Bosnich is number one all day, any yeah. day for me. I think I'm um, probably because obviously he's won two league cups and that Brian Little team, the Ron Atkinson team, you know, obviously holds a special place in many Villa fans' hearts. But for me, just you know, his his heroics in the Tranmere game, um, just those few seasons he had, you know, he was just. Um, 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 unbelievable, great shot stopper, confident coming out for balls. Not amazing uh, on the deck, but back in those days, it didn't really matter, did it? So yeah, Bosnich for me. But does Schmeichel's Bosnich. goal not beat all of that? I mean, the only, the only <laughs> goalkeeper who scored a goal. Yeah, out, if we if the we, ones we've named, if we had won, yeah, if we had uh, won that I game, so. yeah. So. Although <laughs> that was it, when we when we came back, was it three two when he scored? Or was it two yeah. one? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember that first game against Man United when he played and Darius Russell scored, uh, and everyone and he was celebrating and he was against Man United and everyone was loving him, weren't they? Um, but that season was a bit hit and miss, wasn't it? We blew hot and cold. We started off well and then we, as ever under Gregory, we sort of started we fell away at the end, didn't we? But yeah, I mean, he was, I mean, Schmeichel's one of the best keepers ever. So, you know. yeah, I, I think I think as someone had said, Schmeichel was. He was on his way down a bit. He probably came in, probably is probably on the shortlist, my shortlist. I think more on reputation more than anything else. Sorry, Neil, you guys say something. Yeah, but it's for me, it's it's def, it's clearly Bosnich. Bosnich is definitely the best goalkeeper, statistic wise, and everything. And during the during the area when we when we won the most, uh, Bosnich played for the club for what was it, 179 games, and he had 74 clean sheets. In uh, in his Premier League in Premier League uh, career, and majority of those now a couple of those came for Chelsea, and a couple came for United after he left Villa as well. But that's just mind blowing, you know. Yeah. I'd say we haven't kept seventy four clean sheets since Mark Bosnich left, you know. So uh, for me, that's that's a mind blowing stat back in an era when uh, 
when when you know one nil was was as good a win as three nil or four nil like we're seeing these days and and for for me I think that that's probably the stat that trumps all for Mark Bosnich is yeah you know he was he was iconic really and that goalkeeper's shirt that he wore as well fantastic wow. that old Muller goalkeeper's jersey top yeah. notch he had some crackers didn't he um, and yeah. the other man I've got down to debate this one uh, is Dan Morgan Dan what are your thoughts on this position then I don't know because. Like for me, and it's probably like a, a recency bias in my age, but Brad Friedel was just amazing. And mm. he was so important to that team because I think on, the O'Neill side was was quite hot and cold. And we saw how slow we started games and it took us to the second half to really wake up and, and, and kind of blow teams away. And you've got to have a good goalkeeper like that. And as well, I think, to, to note, he he also kept out a very good goalkeeper at the time in Guzan. Uh, obviously, he kind of came. Uh, it, it was it was when he, he got released and Lambert resigned him. I think we saw the best of Guzan. But uh, to have you know your two US internationals both be uh, your goalkeepers, I think is is a really good thing. So uh, I, I would I would argue Brad Friedel because as well you know even even with his age, the fact he earned a move to Tottenham off the back of his performances, I think is is quite remarkable. So I think there's definitely a shout for, for Friedel. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I see where you're coming with Friedel. Um, for me personally, I think, um, I think Bosnich and Friedel, are the two kind of stand out. Um, but obviously it's up to you guys. So um, let's have a show of hands then. Who thinks Mark Bosnich? I do think Friedel was a close second, though. I agree with Dan. So we've got everyone but two. I'm neutral here. So, so okay. Danny. Yeah, I mean, he's, no, I mean, he's definitely yeah. up there. Definitely. So, Danny, who are you feeling then if you're not going Mark Bosnich? Oh, I'll, I'll go Friedel. Uh, this is just an age thing. It's just an age thing. Yeah. Bosnich is probably right. He's probably right, but uh, just gotta gotta vote for my guy. Uh, Fried- Friedel was brilliant. I mean, uh, just so safe. And I think even around that time, you know, we we had centre backs that I think he was he was kind of in that era where we, we had centre backs that were doing well, Melberg and Lawson. And then it got to a point where we had like Richard Dunn, and there was a few errors, and 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 there was a lot of like those mistakes kind of like seeping into our game under Martin O'Neill. But Friedel was always a safe pair of hands, and yeah, I, th- I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, nah, I think oh, kind of what I was expecting. So uh, we, we've got Mark Bosnich uh, as, as outvoted to the two Dans who wanted Friedel there. But I think most of us would probably agree on on Friedel being a, a close second. Um, Twitter have agreed with us. So most uh, most of the votes have gone for Bosnich. Um, close second, Friedel. Um, third place, Sorensen. Uh, someone said Emmy as well, Emmy Martinez. Maybe in the future, but I don't yeah. think we can kind of say anytime soon. So Mark Bosnich wins that one then. Um, moving on to right backs then. Um, position I'm sure Danny wasn't wasn't expecting us to move on to. And in all fairness, there's not a massive amount of talent there. Um, so my shortlist, um, I mean, I've only got two on there in all fairness. I was scraping the barrel. I know Melberg played there a fair bit, so I haven't included him. Uh, but I've got Mark Delaney and Luke Young. Anyone got any names to throw into the ring? Carl Walker. I, I know I know it was only one season. I know it was only one season, but 
My word, I have like it, I'd never seen a fullback at my age anyway. I'd never seen a fullback, you know, add so much to our game like going forward. Uh, and that guy, you know, he can hit it from somewhere as well. And look at him. He went on to win champ. Yeah, he didn't win Champions League, did he? He went on to win, uh, you know, league titles and, and cups and, and all of that. Went on to be England's right back as well. So the talent was there and it was clear to see in that one season on loan. Mm. Yeah. yeah you, you could possibly throw in Matt Lighton as well. Again, similar sort of scenarios. The last couple of seasons we had before we got relegated, it was the best team. We've gone on to do all right at Burnley. Um, scored a wonder goal at Stoke. Um, and and again, Swansea. Always a, and and, and has, yeah. has always done a, a decent job. So that's another name for me you could put on the shortlist as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, good shout there. Anyone else got any names to throw in before I, I kind of throw it at a couple of people? Again, an age thing, I think. Uh, Earl Barrett, I think, deserves a mention because he was very consistent for us. But I appreciate you know a lot of, a lot of the guys might not have seen him play, but he was part of a very good... Aston Villa team, a team that, that finished quite high up the table and did quite well. And, and he was just, he was like, it was a bit like uh, Steve Saunton back in those days, the right back version in terms of he was like seven out of 10 every game sort of thing. Yeah. And he was pretty consistent. But I, I think it's a difficult one because like you said, right backs is, uh, we're not, I think Kyle Walker is actually a good shout, although he was only here for one season. Um, he did fairly well. You know, the goal he, got, he scored against Sheffield United. I think he scored, was it against Fulham or Bolton? I can't quite remember. That screen may he scored. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, there's not, there's not much else, is there, to be honest. Can we have an honourable um, mention for Fernando Nelson as well? More of a flying wing back. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, just for his name yeah. yeah. Was it Nelson, Watson? Who else do we have? We had loads. Of Steve Stone played. Simon Grayson. <laughs> Simon Grayson, yeah. Yeah, he, he'd come in and he'd play. He played up front for us as well, Grayson, once, I can remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there's a few, but they're all kind of we're kind of scraping the barrel a bit, aren't we? Yeah. Um, we, Ian, I've got you down to debate this one. Who are you feeling at right back? Uh, without a doubt, Mark Delaney, number one, no question about it. I don't think, like like we've said, um, it's hard to to think of a, a top list of right backs that we've had at the club. But yeah, he was just one of the best at slide tackling I have ever seen. And um, yeah, he used to get up and down that wing like no one's business, work rate, energy, always there supporting his midfielder and uh, attackers to whip the balls in as well. Yeah, from my memory and uh, sort of my era, definitely Mark Delaney. Uh, Danny, who are you feeling uh, for this one then? Are you, you going to stick with your man Walker or you think someone else better? I was, I was just going to say, I, I feel like this conversation would be really wrong to have without just mentioning Alan Hutton because of what he went through and the, and the way that he managed to get back in the team and help with the promotion and also score that goal against Birmingham City. Just just as a character shout, Alan Hutton has to be considered in there. Um, but I am going to stick with Kyle Walker. Again, it's an age thing. Um, I'm sure Delaney was was brilliant. Uh, you know, the people who were watching Villa before me have, have always said that he was. But uh, yeah, I'm going for Kyle Walker. I mean, you've got to remember, I I, I watched Martin O'Neill throw Nigel Riococa at right back in so many of our games. Um, that's what I was used to. So, Walker for me. Anyone else got any any, any other names to mention? or? So We haven't, um, we haven't mentioned Lou Young, have we? Yeah, he was one of the... I, I mentioned him, he was on, he was on my shortlist, whether... Anyone rates him, I'm not sure, but he, he was he kind of, st- I suppose he was a mainstay or he was the the natural option at right back under O'Neill. Yeah, he just played left back all the time, though, didn't he? That was the problem. And yeah. but he was Luke yeah. Young was great. He was again consistent. He was really good. I mean, he'd be in my list definitely. I think. Uh, but yeah, he just the fact he played left back pretty much 
Am I right in saying he was cap for England when he played with when he played yeah. with Villa? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, then. Um, so right back. Um, let's see a show of hands. Who's feeling uh, Delaney at right back then? Yeah, I think I'll go Delaney. Yeah. Most people. Uh, Tom, who are you feeling then? If you're not saying Mark Delaney. I mean, I'm going to have to go with with Danny and Carl Walker because I know. I went for Bosnich for the goalkeepers, but I actually saw, you know, clips of him growing up quite a lot and replaying replaying some of the clips from the nineties. I really genuinely haven't seen anything of Mark Delaney um personally. So I just can't vote for someone I I've not seen, so it's got to be Carl Walker. Nah, fair enough. Um Danny, what were you thinking then? You've you've thrown a, f- a few names into the ring. Who would you be picking? It's Danny. You. Me. Yeah. Oh, Carl Walker. Yeah, Carl Walker. Yeah. Carl Walker. Yeah. Like it, yeah, fair enough. I think it is a tough one. Probably should have gone for the 3 5 2, shouldn't we, really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I went for. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can get Milner and right wing back. Yeah. That's what, that's what uh, I did. <laughs> Ashley Young left wing back. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, just before you came on, Omar, we, we were debating what formation to go with. Right, and uh, most of us went four three three, which is why why we're going with that. But Danny was, he he was the man p- really pushing three five two, which I'm with Danny. Of, yeah, we kind of felt it would have been <laughs> cheap. Yeah, it was just because uh, Atkinson and, and well, under Little actually mainly, we were so that three five two, we were famous for it, weren't we? Yeah, there's more nostalgia more than anything. I think it is well because because the fullbacks are, are poor uh, at the moment on Twitter. Um, there'll be no surprises who's winning. Uh, Alan Hutton. Um, right. See, the thing with Alan Hutton is, I know Danny you suggested him, but is this not a Premier League? He's, ter- he's terrible in the Premier League. He's and, terrible. Yeah, and and as you as you said, Danny, it was how he reinvented himself in the promotion campaign. Yeah, yeah, and, and for me, we, there's right. no uh, no coincidence that we went on a 10 game winning run when he was out the side. Yeah, <laughs> I love him, I love Alan Hutton, I love him as a man, I love how he how he loves Villa, but as a player, not, not for me. Yeah, Chris, in all honesty, Sorry. put out put out a poll and you're gonna get Hutton. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted him to get come out on top. Um, Delaney's now running him close, so hopefully that one will will even itself out, and um, <laughs> the kind of uh, sanity will prevail. Um, Merlin votes before we before we move before we move on to one of the tougher positions. We'll go to the other side. We'll go to left back. Um, so left back, I've got um, I've, I've only got two on this one um, to debate. Um, short list of Wilfred Boomer and Alan Wright. Anyone missing oh. from that? Tony <laughs> Moon. Stanton. Yeah, Stanton. Yeah. I knew, I knew Neil was going to pipe up there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. nobody in the Premier League at the left leg during. That settles it then. It's Steve Staunton. Centre back. Died it. Staunton hands down. Yeah. <laughs> Stan he Staunton. scored from a corner. <laughs> there you go. He's he scored in. from that's left back done. Um, <laughs> Steve Staunton. I-, I knew you'd say him. You stick together. Uh, right, left, left. So uh, James, I've got you down to debate this one. Are you feeling it, left back? Yeah, I, I love Staunton as well. But the problem with Staunton, like a lot of our players, 
you know, through the times is he didn't have one set position, did he? He found himself so many times at the, the left of a back three, a bit like Gareth Barry when he came through as well. Um, you could probably argue he, he was a left back at some points. Um, I'm, I'm feeling Alan Wright, Mr. Consistent, seven out of 10 every week. You, you knew exactly what you're getting from him. Um, and um, he never let us down. Um, despite his height, um, you know, always up for a fight. Um, so, yeah, really Mr. Reliable. Um, I, I wouldn't look past Alan Wright at all. Okay, uh, Luke, um, who are you feeling left back? I'd, I think I'd go Boomer. I just thought he was a beast. So uh, I know his career wasn't that long with Villa, but um, he's the one that I'd go for uh, at left back. Yeah, I mean, Boomer's probably up there for me, to be honest. Um, Neil, is there anyone else that I can think of? Because I'm not quite sure. No, I think they're probably the three. Um, like who we could get down into the weeds of people like Stephen Warnock, um, but you know he played for like two or three years with Villa. He was hot and cold. Um, thinking back as well to even further than that, we, you know, it's 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 a position. It's been a position of weakness. You know, I remember when we were rolling in and out players like Joe Bennett, um, at times there who's gone on to have a good career for for Cardiff, but just never really caught it for us. You know, so it's been an area of weakness for us, and I'm very thankful. Like even now, when you when you look at Twitter after matches, people aren't too happy with Matty Target nine times out of ten. I I think he's he's really solid. Actually, he's probably you know over time it might be somebody that we might have in this list. But uh, for the moment, I think that the three guys, Booma and Alan Wright and, and Steve Staunton, are probably the the three to pick from. Dan Morgan's not happy here, shaking his head. I mean. <laughs> if any of you have listened to the Villa Filler, you'd know. I, I, I mean, a target going forward is fantastic. It's just defensively, he's he's not all there. Um, he's not he's not he's not the complete fallback. But then again, I don't really think that exists anymore. Um, there's there's no such thing as a fallback who can defend in the modern day. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, what an assist for for, for Trez or for, for for Saka it was really the other night. Uh, I can't I can't fault his attacking output. It's just uh, I don't know. I guess it's a concentration thing. Yeah, fair enough. Fair point. Um, right, okay. Um, so Wilfred Boomer, who's who's feeling him at left back? Three, four, four splits. Okay, so it's just younger ones as well, isn't it? Like going for, <laughs> for, for, for that's. I think that's how it's going to be d- defined. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, when we come on to centre backs, Paul McGrath is going to be there. But for me personally, I've only ever seen YouTube clips that my dad's made me watch with him. Um, like so for parenting me, the, there yeah exactly <laughs> the, like the nat, the natural option for me would be Larson and uh, and Melbourne obviously we'll get onto that um but I think it will be defined by uh the age really I guess yeah so four for Boomer then um Alan Wright who's going for Alan Wright can I just throw <sighs> one other name into the mix lads yeah of course there, there's there's one that we've all, we've missed it and uh, J Lloyd Samuel obviously God rest his soul yeah um obviously yeah. he was with us what um, 99 to post seven, I think it was when we sold him to Bolton. Right, came yeah. through um, 150 plus appearances for us at left back as well. And sort of did a did a very solid job before sort of moving on. Um, and obviously it's, it's tragic sort of what's happened since, but he's, he was he was solid at left back as well. Just a, another name to uh, put on the list. Loved scoring against Charlton, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. scored like three, four goals against him or something stupid like that. I think he, he played. He had a stint at right back as well, didn't he? Yeah. He had um, 
He was good with his right foot, wasn't he? Yeah, fa- yeah fairly versatile. He, he looked natural at right back. So, yeah, fairly decent fullback. Probably a better option than um, than someone like Warnock, in all fairness. Um, <clears throat> if I remember correctly, he played right back in that game under Gregory in the FA Cup against United when we went 2-0 up at Villa Park and then uh, Rude van Nistelrooy came on and destroyed, destroyed our hopes and dreams. Yeah, that wasn't good. That wasn't... Um, who, sorry, who who went for Alan Wright? I think James, Omar, Ian. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Rich, who are you saying? Oh, Steve Staunton for me, if I had to pick out of all of them. I knew I liked you, Richard. Steve Staunton <laughs> for me too. Actually, I, I would I would actually change mine to Staunton actually as well, because if we were playing 3-5-2, I would have gone for Wright, because that's when he excelled. But as a, four, as a flat back four, I think probably Staunton is probably better. So, yeah. So, it's three for Staunton. Tom, do, who are you saying at left back? No, it's, yeah, got to be Boomer again. It's an age thing. It's just he's the only one I can really remember playing properly. Well, uh, it looks like Boomer just edges it then. Um, we split the vote. That's what's happened here. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I guarantee like neither of these guys would have picked Boomer as their second choice. That's the, that's the funny thing. I would he's, have picked he's, he's up as my second choice. He's up there. Up there. He's definitely up there. <laughs> it's a democracy, Danny. <laughs> votes, the votes win. All right. I'm messing. I'm messing. Stop I'm the messing. count. I'm messing. Stop the count. Um, the Twitter, Twitter are feeling Staunton. They've gone for Staunton. That's surprising. I'd have thought that Twitter had gone for Boomer. See, that's the thing with Twitter. Again, it, it probably comes down to age of people who are on Twitter. But I, I'd imagine in a lot of the polls, it's going to be. Uh, yeah, you're going to yeah. get a lot of nostalgia for that, like 07 <clears throat> to 09 mm. players who are going to get brought up. Yeah, I thought I thought Twitter would be loads of comments for Joe Bennett, but um, but non. <laughs> I, just so <laughs> I just read the I just read the comments and one right back we totally forgot was Gary Charles. Yeah, Gary so Charles. Yeah, shout. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we won anyway, but still. Yeah, no, he's a good one. Put in the mix. Yeah. Um, so yeah, left back Boomer just wins. Um, I suppose no no one really excelled. Staunton, Wright, Boomer, all in their kind of respective eras, if you like. Um, we're all fairly solid, um, I think, to be fair. But um, Staunton uh, on Twitter, and we've gone for Boomer. Um, Centre-half then, two centre-halves at the back. Um, let's have a look, see who I've got for this one. Um, okay, Neil, can you give me a name for a defender? Central <laughs> defender. <laughs> um, little known, little known player. I don't know, but most of you guys. Once again, the younger guys may not have heard of him. But there's a guy called Paul McGray. He was pretty good in his heyday, and uh, yeah, I think I'm going to put him forward for it, uh, for for centre half. Okay, I've. Um... Can we just put him straight in? Is it? Yeah, I think. <laughs> I, I don't know that we need to debate. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I did think that in all fairness, but then as Dan Morgan mentioned, there could be that. Everyone knows how good he was, no question. But then obviously there's going to be some people who will not have seen him play live and probably not even seen him play on the TV. Yeah. So they're kind of going off his reputation more than anything. Um, just out of interest, who would who would pick Paul McGrath? Um, yeah, I think I think we've got yeah. to put him in straight away. It's It's the... It's the right hand side that we're we're going to debate now for for, for okay. right yeah. Paul McGrath has won. Then we'll, we'll we'll go with that. It seems fair enough. Um, so my short list then that I had um, centre halves: um, Olaf Melberg, Martin Larson, um, Sean Teal, Richard Dunn. 
Any other names? I, I have one. Yeah, and, yeah. One, one just for again for the for the younger people. I think without Ron Vlad, there's no way Villa stay up between mm, uh, uh, twelve and and fourteen. You know that he was solid, and that screamer he scored against Sunderland uh, will forever be immortalised in my brain. What a goal from a centre half! Uh, I don't think he makes it to be honest. I've just got I got to put some respect on our concrete Ron's name. Can I say? Can I just say on that note as well? I think if we're going to go by that logic, we've got to go Tyrone Mings because let's let's not forget what just happened last season. We very nearly went down. And if it wasn't for Dean Smith turning our defence into Napoli and, uh, you know, the performances of like Tyrone Mings and, you know, put him across the entire season, probably our best centre-back, got to mention Tyrone Mings. He's got to be in with a mention as well. Yeah, good shout. Good shout. I think, yeah, take, take it in, into context in terms of you know, how important he has been to us. Um, I think that there's quite a lot of defenders that we could mention for centre-half. Any other names anyone wants to throw in? In my, in my opinion, the four best centre-halves we've had in the Premier League are McGrath, Larson, Southgate and Ahiog. Um, I think, I mean, I, I get it, Vlao, uh, you know, did, did well and, and I get why you're saying him, but in terms of consistency, and I know Southgate, Villa fans hate him and I, I hate him as well <laughs> for what's happening at the moment. But as a defender and what he did for Villa, he was... You know, you watch those games back on YouTube and you see how good he is. And Hugo as well, um, you know, just phenomenal player. Just swept up everything. He made Southgate's job that much easier because he was so good at, he was so quick, so strong um, and made Southgate's job that much easier. So those four for me are the, the four that I would go for I over think anyone if, else. Again, if you're going to put it into context. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but like if you're gonna put it into context, like Larson, we signed him, uh was it AC Milan or Juventus yeah. came yeah. from Milan, like yeah. uh, AC Milan. that's a high profile signing given uh, you know, despite his injury records or whatever, that like that's a statement of intent to sign a, a player from, you know, notoriously one of the most uh, the best defensive leagues in the world. And if it weren't for injuries, I reckon he probably would have been Villa's all-time greatest centre-half. Sorry, Neil, for the, for the blasphemy, but I just think he was phenomenal. And I've got a lot of nostalgia for, for Melbourne, but I remember going down and watching Martin Larson and then like trying to be him on like Sunday League like as a kid. Uh, it obviously never worked, but um, you know, he's, he's just one of them players who... Uh, I, I again, it's again an age thing, but I just looked at him in awe every single time he played. I, I just thought he was he was phenomenal and had the potential to be world class. Yeah, uh, Luke, who are we feeling at centre half? Omar's like changed my mind. To be fair, I think I'd go Southgate now because <laughs> um, I was I would say Malberg, and I think Dan Shet of Law was really good as well because he obviously did keep us up for all those years, but. Um, I feel like I'd stick Southgate in there now. Okay, some good options there. So let's put it to a vote then. So to play alongside Paul McGrath, um, show of hands for Martin Larson. Four, five, six, seven. seven. Wait, are none of us saying Melberg? I, I, thought, I, I thought I would have said Melberg. But are we not saying because because you know I know I've just banged on about Larson, but Malberg was you know he was kind of ever present. Can we and, he, and he hated the Blues. <laughs> yeah. Malberg and Alpi were actually um, the best centre back partnership that first season they played. 
statistically speaking, the whole of Europe. So are, are we definitely not throwing out the two right back the right and left back and just going back in our decision to go three? Let's back? change the format. Why should you go with three five two? What? No, no, because then, then we we'll, wouldn't uh, have had this issue. Then, then we're gonna struggle when we're trying to get Grealish, Young, Milner, Merson, all those types of players in. That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not going back. Um we three six one. There, there are a lot of defenders, but that's why we, we pick them. Um so okay. So Larson. I got seven. Seven from nine then for Larson. Is anyone changing their mind from Larson to Melberg? I think I've got to go Melberg. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um it's such a tough one between them both. Both absolute warriors, weren't they? And yeah. um, like Dan's mentioned, Melberg for the, the time span that he was actually in the team, ever present sort of thing. And for him playing right back as well for big periods under uh, O'Neill. Well, the other yeah. issue, the other issue with uh, Larson and if we're playing it like you know properly, thinking can Larson and McGuire play together? <laughs> Would you have someone with a bit of pace next next to McGuire? Ugo. Yeah, yeah. We could just yeah. put Bakuna there. He played everywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> He's too good for us. He's too good. Yeah, yeah. the cup yeah, tied for the Champions, Champions League. League. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say after maybe I, I know this is a big shout, Jack Gre- after Jack Grealish, right? Martin Larson is my favourite Villa player of all time. As a yeah. kid, I was so, so upset when he retired. I was incredibly upset when he retired. Because yeah, yeah. every time we got a free kick and every time we got a corner, I knew there was a chance of Lawson absolutely yeah. flunking it yeah. into the back of the net with his head. And yeah. because of that, cult status, in it. Yeah. We, we yeah. would have finished top four if, he'd, uh, <laughs> if he didn't get injured. Definitely. Is anyone... Um, okay, anyone going for Southgate other than um, Luke? Are you going for, okay. you're going, you're going for Southgate, Luke? Yeah, I'm gonna still stick it with that. I'm too immature to vote for Southgate. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, as well though, again, if we're gonna look at it in context, as we kind of said about off air, that back three kind of was was revolutionary from from Little, and uh, and Southgate was very important to playing that because before he was a centre half, uh, he was a midfielder, wasn't he? So uh, there is definitely a shout there, but I'm too petty to vote for Southgate. <laughs> um, Rich, who are you going for? Uh, Ekio for me to play alongside um, McGrath. Okay, it's probably the tough one of the toughest areas, certainly the toughest areas that we've discussed so far. Um, but I think we've gone uh, Martin Larson with six votes, uh, Melberg one, Ekio one, Southgate one. So Martin Larson wins that one then. Um, and I think Twitter agreed on that one. To be honest, um, some guy arguing with me saying it. The all time means from all time, not not two thousand. I know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was actually so um, joint forty eight percent each. Larson and Melberg on Twitter. So we've got to go with two, three centre backs then, right? <laughs> oh, Larson's winning now. Has he just gone in front? There you go. Let me go vote. <laughs> Omar's there. Go and vote, vote, vote. <laughs> Okay, then. Um, so obviously we've gone moving on because um, we've gone for a a four three three. We're not changing four three three. Um, Going to go cent- centre midfield then. Um, obviously there's there's a load of options. So I'm just going to name. I'm just going to go through through the central midfielders that I've got: um, James Milner, Paul Merson, Lee Hendry, Gareth Barry, Stylian Petrov, Ian Taylor. Um, there's probably loads that I've missed off, but those are just a few that I've got on my shortlist. Um, anyone else want to throw any names into the ring? 
Boateng, Boateng was good. Boateng, yeah, good job. Alongside Taylor. Um, Andy Townsend was quality. Such a good player. Completely underrated as well. Obviously, I, I know a lot of you guys probably haven't seen him, but he was he made everything tick alongside Ray Houghton and that, that midfield. They were great. And obviously, amazing for Ireland as well in the 94 World Cup as well. That's a special side. Yeah, that was a special Yeah, definitely. He was our man of the match in 96 as well, wasn't he, in the League Cup final? Yeah, he was great. Yeah, great in that match. The Milner in the central midfield category. Oh, yeah. I have him. I would have had him in the central midfield category. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Draper as well was another one. Yeah, Mark Draper, good shout. I'll, I'll put Milner down a centre mid. I think he played his best football for us uh, centrally. I know he did play out wide at times, but I think centrally that's when he, he excelled. A um, <clears throat> lot of options. So obviously we've got three, three to choose out of there. Um, we can either go with say two, two central and a number 10 possibly, depends how we want to play it, or we want to play three three proper centre mids. Um, I, think, and- I think you've got to pick the, the most functional midfield three, and you guys let me know what you think, but I think Barry, Milner and Grealish is the is probably the dream midfield. That's a, like a title winning midfield. That's mine done. Yeah, yeah that's exactly mine. I would, so- I, would, I, would, I would initially agree with that, definitely, Dan. Um, the only kink I would make to that is I would go for Milner, Barry and Merson and then yeah. I know we're not going to that right now but Grealish obviously he's played our best football from the left so yeah. I think that's, that I think that's that where he should yeah. play yeah it's a good, good yeah, I, I agree because I, I think Grealish is going to be in the team alright now you'd have Milner, Barry and Ian Taylor as my as my midfield three um, but it, this is this is going to take hours that's a good one you could also throw Gordon Cowens in there as well. He did play Premier League right the very early days in one of his mm. three spells at Villa as well. Yeah. Um, and in his in his pump, there was no better for me at centre midfielder. He'd do everything with the ball. I mean, obviously, I was you know, young enough to see him in his second and third stint there. And the stuff he used to sort of spray the balls about, it was just like the FIFA balls, as we would call them now. So there's a, another option to throw in there. Some mad longevity from him as well when you think he was oh, kind yeah. of around at the start of that uh, European Cup winning side, wasn't he? To, yeah. Yeah, to I think still he, be playing football in the 90s like that, that's mad. He did. I mean, he made his debut, I think, Villa, so 76, 77. Yeah. And then to have three stints and still play Premier League football as well. It's, um, it's impressive. Am, am I right in saying he earned a move to the Serie A off the back of that as well? Yeah, he went to uh, Bari, I think. Bari, yeah. It's the same as Platt. Yeah. Um, what I think, judging on what most people have said, would we all agree Gareth Barry? In yeah. There? yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, number yeah. one pick. Yeah. I'd say Milner and Barry are pretty much shoes. It's just yeah. that third one. Yeah. Would, we, would would we all agree Barry and Milner? Yeah. 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 Anyone yeah. against yeah. that? No. Okay, then just me. just about in the third one. Then so obviously we've got a few options. Um, Merson being one, there's obviously Ian Taylor, George Bote, and Mark Draper, Andy Townsend, um, Petrov, Petrov, yeah, good shout. Uh, Tom, oh, who are we feeling? Who are we feeling centre mid, Tom, alongside uh, Barry and Milner? For me, it's the thing is Barry and Milner were the two main ones, kind of again from my my era, and um, and Petrov, I think I probably massively overrate him because of at that point when he then, you know, he was at his peak and then he had his um, leukaemia and he had to retire. And that was kind of when I was really at the peak of my support for Villa growing up. 
and he was kind of like my hero at that age. So I, I'd chuck him in just for that, and because yeah, I hadn't seen a lot of the a lot of the better players really play. Yeah, no, it's a <clears throat> it's a fair point. Um, I think Merson's probably up there. I think for a lot of people, um, I'll throw I'm, one in. Sorry, can I throw one in? Go on in. Just just because I feel like it needs to be mentioned. Yeah, and if we didn't all have such a negative, okay, I'm not going to say we had we have a negative opinion of him. If we as a collective, if Villa fans didn't have such a negative uh, opinion on him, I know what you're going to say. Fabian Delph has to be considered as one of our best <laughs> midfielders of the last twenty years. He has to. Yeah, yeah, no, for real. As like, yeah, yeah, I think his left foot, man, that's mad. That's, we have not had a better box to box midfielder, uh, and, and I will say maybe John McGinn. Now you can maybe argue that, but. I, I don't think really we've had a better box to box midfielder. I'd argue Taylor was better, to I be think honest. Taylor's better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't born when I was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, no this, is, this, is the, this, is, this is the problem, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I get it. Fabian Delft deserves to be, deserves to be mentioned, definitely. I think, you know, he's. Let's forget, forget about what happened. And, you know, things have come out after that as well. What Michael Richards has said about the fact that he would have stayed if they offered the money. Um, so yeah. maybe that points paint a different picture as well but yeah you know, he's, definitely, he's definitely up there um just just to throw something in as well you know dan mentioned Grealish, and actually i'm thinking about it now we've got to get actually young in this team somehow uh yeah i'm, I'm thinking yeah. ahead and he he's 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 for me he's probably one of our best all-time premier league players yeah and yeah. he's gonna be playing from the left and so if we want to get Grealish in then we've got to decide <laughs> we've got to think ahead haven't we really because you've got york you've got benteke you've got double Angel, you've got all these players. Um, Gabby. You change your formation. Well. <laughs> <laughs> we would not have had this problem five, with five, a 3 five, 5 2. I'm just. I'm just... <laughs> yeah, we we so, would have had this problem with a 3 5 this 2. Is the, this is the problem, though, isn't it? Because we've got well, a good to debate right. this topic. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good idea at the time. I think, I right. think this was actually meant to last the whole of the international break, this debate. And I think it might. <laughs> Can we pick a 29 man squad? <laughs> all time Premier League 25 man squad. We could have done that really, it would have been a bit easier. Um, if we let, let's try and go, let's try and whittle it down to four, like a short list of four for us all to vote amongst. Um, I think Merson, would we all kind of say Merson? Um, Ian Taylor. Yeah. Um, and then the other two, I mean, there's quite a few names being mentioned. I mean, I like the sound of Fabian Delph. I think he was, he was quality. Um, but then Andy Townsend as well. And we're forgetting know. Yacouba Silla, guys. Yacouba <clears throat> Silla, come on. He loves the villa. He was pivotal. Just for the song yeah. alone, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Salifu. Salifu, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pulling them out. Um, I mean, what about what about a four, uh, a short list of Merson, Townsend, Taylor, Delph? Is there anyone I'm missing there? Uh, I think Petrov, well, I don't know. I think Petrov deserves to be over Delph. I think Townsend deserves to be over Delph. Um, oh, Petrov isn't better than Delph, though. Yeah, I, I'm with well, Delph. I mean, he, he played, he, he achieved more with Villa than, than Delph, let's be honest. What did he achieve with us, though? Well, we finished more three top six places. Yeah, I suppose it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't a snake who went off at the first exactly. opportunity as well. Do you, do you know what, though? <laughs> I've, I've actually, I've seen Delph and it was, uh, I don't think I can even say this because I signed an NDA, but I was working at the Manchester City after party for one of their title wins. I think it was 2017. And uh, I bumped into Fabian Delph and I had to say something. 
so I was just like, oh, like, I really appreciate your time at Villa. Like, it's a shame you didn't stay. Uh, and he probably, he stood there and spoke to me for about 10 minutes saying how much he loved his time there and how, uh, how he's resentful on how it ended with the fans. Uh, and I mean, I couldn't exactly ask him why he left because he was standing there with his Premier League medal around his neck. Uh, there's the answer. But, uh, is, you know, he I, he's, he's, not his he, fault that we no. sold him so cheap. It's like for that transfer, you've just got to look at, I think it was Tom Ross who put in that stupid like relegation get out clause or, uh, or a, a, here you go, buy me for four million pounds when you paid eight million for me 10 years ago. Uh, but no, so like my opinion drastically changed on Fabian after I've had a conversation with him. Um, but I don't think he's in that category. I don't think uh, I, if you're looking at Merson, uh, Grealish potentially. Uh, but no, I think we, we need to put a bit of respect on Fabian's name. Have we mentioned Gareth Barry? Yeah, he's yeah. already in there. It, oh, Barry in. and Milner are, are uh, the two that we got. Well, I think we're debating the last position, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. Let's let's kind of we, we we probably could debate this one a while. Let's let's put it to a vote then. Um, who's feeling Andy Townsend? Tough one. Okay. Um, what about Ian Taylor? Three, four, possibly five. Um, who else did I say? Still Ian Petrov. No one. And Paul Merson. So it's between Merson or, or Taylor. Twitter can decide. Twitter can decide. Mm. I'm happy with either of those in there, to be honest. Where is going to say Petrov? Yeah, I, I was kind of. I'm still. I had to admit that Petrov is more of a. It's more of an emotional nostalgia thing than it yeah. is a, what he yeah. actually did on the pitch. Yeah, he, he was pretty poor in that first eighteen months. Was well, maybe yeah. twelve months. So yeah, it took yeah. took me a bit of time to adapt, didn't it? Really. Um, <clears throat> so Twitter, uh, Merson and Petrov, twenty three percent each. Townsend zero. Um, Ian Taylor. 54% of the vote. Not surprising, yeah. Go, go with Taylor then. Happy to yeah. go with Taylor. Fair play, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's a like enough, doesn't it? Okie dokie. Um, right, shall, let's move. Let's go on to, we'll go right wing then to start with. Um, oh, Merson's gone up slightly. Um, so wingers, <laughs> <coughs> wingers I've, I've got Ashley Young, Stuart Downing, Jack Grealish. And these are just these are just wingers in general. Gabby Bonlahor, depending on what formation we go with. Um, any other names to throw in? To did, did Angel play left side sometimes? No, he, he I played. Like I may have up, remembered that. No, up top or, num- or number ten sometimes, up. maybe. But played slightly withdrawn off a sense sometimes, but mostly yeah. it was the two of them were up top. Yeah, yeah. Can so we throw one. Robert Perez into the mix? <laughs> Stop it, Danny. seven <laughs> rubber press. Didier Agat as well. Didier Agat yeah. from signing from Celtic or Hibernian, I can't remember. Celtic, yeah, wasn't it? Celtic, Celtic yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah, not not great. Um, Luke, <laughs> Luke, if you had to pick a right winger, who, who would you be going for? I'd, I'd go Ashley Young, so Grealish can go left. That, that's got to be for me. I think Luke's so, got it there. I think that's I it. Yeah. I, think I, I suggest that we're missing out the fact that both of these lads have played in three roles for Villa, right? Jack Grealish as well throws himself onto the right-hand side. 
regularly in our games. So mm. we can have we can have Grealish and Young inter- interchanging. There's nothing wrong with that. We're a sexy side. We could we also could. have Leandro <laughs> Kuna there, Danny, on that logic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can go... Uh... Sean Maloney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also made a free roll. <laughs> man, who was underutilised, Sean Maloney? I would die on that hill. Yeah, he was good. He was good. He was. He was yeah. good. Christmas tree formation, maybe. You know, two attacking midfielders. Yeah. Behind, behind Blind Maloney as a false nine. Possibly. <laughs> or Brett Holman. <laughs> Brett, Hol- Brett Holman. He was uh, just about- full of running. Tonev, what about Tonev? Oh, oh man, Jericho Johnson as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah good, good Johnson. He scored oh. that that got was it against Derby or that long range one he scored halfway line. Okay. Um, I mean, going back to what Luke said, I feel that would be a strong. I think yeah, I think we got to go with that amongst us yeah. uh, a young and Grealish wingers combination. You know, sexy football as Danny said. They can, you know, free roll, free roll beyond a striker. What we feel into that? I would go, yeah. I'd go with that. Tony yeah. Daly as well should get mentioned as well. Oh, yeah. I know, yeah. Yeah. He was better sort of maybe just before the Premier League started, but... That guy's a unit as well, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. See how fit that guy is? Wow. ED7. Just, a, just a question yeah. for some of the, um, you know, for, for, for some of the less younger guys in the chat. <laughs> Tony Daly and Ashley Young. I mean, what's what's the de- what's the debate amongst the people who have kind of like actually uh, in the '90s? Ashley Young only day because of his end product. Tony Daly was amazing. I love Tony Daly, but Ashley Young. Tony, I agree, Omar. Tony Daly kind of changed what it was to be fit in the Premier League. He was one of these guys that was just an athletic freak. Like he could run faster than anybody in the league uh, back then, and and you know he was just unbelievably stylish on the field. But uh, I think Ashley Young, for me. I saw more of him and I think as, as as Omar said like that goal against Everton in the last second after Everton had just equalised I was working selling, selling mobile phones and we had it on in the shop and I was selling somebody a, a, a postpaid contract and I actually asked him could I just step outside to celebrate for a moment <laughs> and they started laughing because everyone knew I, everybody knew I was a massive Villa fan so uh, yeah I'll never forget where I was that day when he scored that goal anyway just uh, just learn. quickly on turn- oh, sorry go on sorry as I said, I'll um, I'll go against the grain, and if you know, for me, if a prime Tony Daly get gets in over a prime Ashley Young, just from sort of again growing up, as you said, the, the, the guy, as you said, he changed the way that uh, you thought about his business. If you look at sort of Ben Gloss as well when he came in after Taylor, he was four or five years ahead of his time for what he brought to the club, and just in regards to fitness and how they worked, and he, he thrived on that, um, and he. Daly for me scored the best goal I've, I've ever seen at Villa Park when he scored um goal against Luton Town. Um, some of the younger ones is is on YouTube. Go watch it when he picks the ball up so far inside you know, our own half, straight down the left wing, and how he knocks it in from from the byline, I've got no idea. And I, you know, I was a young lad when I saw it, but you know for me Tony Daly it was was the real deal. But as as you said, there's it, it's. You've got to pick the best eleven on what you've seen. So Ashley Young does get in. There's, there's a there's a special videotape uh, called Aston Villa Pain and Glory. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. It's uh it's on YouTube, and I recommend all the youngsters to watch it. And it's from the I think it's '92 to '94, '95 season maybe. And there's a whole segment dedicated to Tony Daly to the tune of Gabrielle Dreams. <laughs> and it's uh, basically all his highlights, and you see how good Tony Daly is. And it's amazing clip. It's on. It's on YouTube. Just check it out. He's 
you see how good Tony Deli was. He was amazing. I think as well. Remember the the third kit launch where you had like Brian Small, Sean Teal. Uh, you know, looking, they were looking good, but then you've got Tony Daly. Like, that's a, that guy does not mess about. Like, he's not a great tennis. Literally, fitness like, coach by trade, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I would, I, I'd love to say I'd like to have him put me through my paces, but I don't think I'd last like more than two minutes. Like, I, the guy is a unit, and I know he's not that old, but you know, for his age, he's, uh, he's keeping himself in good shape. So, what well, I mean, what a guy. Just shout out to Tony Daly, really. Stylish guy. <laughs> we, um, uh, one of the comments um, on Twitter right back we missed was Habib Bay. Mm. What? No. what? I think that's a joke. That's yeah. a joke. <laughs> he didn't come into the discussion, though, did he? Um, There's a reason. I think. Can I... Sorry, carry on, mate. I was just going to say, right? I just want, I just because in an alternative universe, Mark or Brighton would have been in this discussion. I just want to. I just want to say that we went on to win the league title with with Leicester City. You know, we we had a big striker in Christian Benteke who loved getting on the end of crosses. Mark or Brighton, in an alternative universe, would have been on that list. Just just want to put his name out there. That's that's some nostalgia, league Danny. Yeah. <laughs> Best crosser of the ball I've ever seen at Villa. Well, that so. that 2013 season, I think, wasn't it? He was he was top of the crossing charts, like ahead of David Silva. Um, like players like Nani, I think was still at United. Um, l- remarkable, um, but you got you got you got to put the big man in Christian Benteke if you're going to put uh, <laughs> if you're going to put all Brighton in, aren't you? Yeah. Um... I just I just find it funny you're all saying you know, nostalgia. It's 2013. I feel really yeah. old. That year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't quite say it's nostalgia just yet, but seven years ago. Did, did um, Benteke and O'Brien actually play that much together? I don't think they did, did they? I don't think our managers always... favoured him. Yeah, that was a big shame, O'Brien. Yeah, a massive shame. Uh, it was apparently a wage issue, allegedly. Um, I don't know. I think if he, if, if I'm sure something could have been agreed for O'Brien to stay because he is, uh, he's a massive Villa fan, uh, a, a nice guy, and it's a shame that he didn't, uh, he didn't, he didn't stay for a bit longer. But you know, he's gone on and achieved more than I think we could have. We could have dreamed, and he could have dreamed. Yeah. Um. So I think only person realistically running uh, Grealish and Young close Tony Daly. Um. Anyone other than Rich want to put Daly in over any of those two? No, I, I agree with Luke. I think I think that makes sense. I mean, Gabby, yes, but I think he was the best up front. So, yeah. And even then, he like yeah, we can debate that in a second, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. all time Premier League goal scorer, yes, but uh, but yeah, I, for me, young and young and Grealish, I agree with Luke. Yeah, great shout, Luke. We'll go with that one then. Um, Ashley Young, Jack Grealish, sexy football behind the front man, love it. And then moving on to strikers, there's a few. Um, I, I mean, just I just had a quick thought. I didn't mention Lee Hendry at any point. Would anyone have? Would anyone put him in this in midfield? It's it's a tough one because they've. From that sort of 96 through to 08 period, we had such a, a, a massive pool of excellent midfielders. And there's there's no denying how, how brilliant Daly was, but it's just fitting him in around who we've discussed. It's it's so difficult. So he, he makes the bench. Yeah. Yeah, good good player. I think possibly one that maybe had a lot of talent, maybe didn't love, live up to his potential. But, you know, when you're competing with the, the kind of guys in there, would he get any other Gareth Barry, Janice Milner? 
I don't think so. Um, and then Ian Taylor as well. You know that those few years, Ian Taylor driving through the midfield. Um, I don't know, we haven't really seen anyone like him, to be honest. Um, up top, then shortlist that I've got, um, I've got Gabby Agbon Lahore, uh, and that's it. <laughs> I've got um, Gabby, uh, Juan Pablo Angel, Dion Dublin, John Carew, Christian Benteke, Dwight York, and Ollie Watkins. I used to wear a headband like Juan Pablo Angel. That's how much I loved him as, as, as a used, child. I wore a bandana like Savon Lasovic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wore yes, one match. <laughs> it was because of a head injury, wasn't it? He wore a bandana, apparently. Uh, and then. Yeah, that's why that's why he used to. Work. He wore it for um, was it Partizan Belgrade he played yeah. for before, mm-hmm. and then he came to Villa and Villa tried to sell bandanas with Aston Villa blazoned all over it, and uh, I don't think they sold many. <laughs> you have okay, this Neil? marketing genius. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I nearly did when I came home and my father saw me with it. He nearly gave me a head injury. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I based my hairline on Gabby's. <laughs> Gabby and Mark Draper and Alan Wright. <laughs> My beard inspiration was Nathan Baker, who was <laughs> mentioned on this podcast. Asian so, Nathan Baker. <laughs> the Asian Nathan Baker, mate. What player? What player? Um, anyone want to? Are there any strikers that missed off? Possibly Savo. Anyone else? Any strikers? Grant Holt. I mean, <laughs> what a loan signing, man. Grant, he scored in front of the Holt end. Holt on Holt. He's a wrestler, no. Yeah, yeah he is, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yes, yes. uh, uh, Atkinson, for me, was Damian, my f- yes. first ever hero. He was, the thing with Atkinson was he was he was injured. He was a little bit inconsistent, but on his day, he was unplayable. Yeah. Um, as yeah. we saw the 94 final. Uh, he Dean was just Saunders as well, wasn't yeah, yeah, Dino as well. Oh, Them yeah. two were amazing. And we finished just, second with those two as well. Can I just say, I launched up um, Sensible Soccer on the Sega Mega Drive this week. Right. I've got some retro games, right? I saw that that front three was Dalian Atkinson, Dwight York, Dean Saunders. How, how do you pick two strikers out of them? Uh, York, York hardly played, to be fair. He used to play attacking midfield or on, off the left. Ah, oh, did uh, he? He came, okay. he came for Trinidad Tobago and for the first three seasons, he hardly mm-hmm. played. And then fair. after that, after Atkinson left, then York came into his own. Scored a penalty against Sheffield United and then upwards yeah. trajectory from there. Yeah. I mean, York for me is probably our best ever Premier League player for me. He was on his day. And that's where you saw we didn't go to Man United. He won the, the treble... Champions League, he was just there was no one. There's no one near near him in terms of consistency and how good he was on his day for me. I agree with that. He's a tough yeah. one. Um, yeah, I think York up there. Um, I think he'd do well in the Premier League now as well. Looking back, you know, he's a yeah. quick player. He's a strong player. He he had an eye for goal. I think he'd fit in in the modern day perfectly. If Benteke had retired after he left Villa and now <laughs> played now played football again, I would be. Sp- Absolutely beating the table for Benteke, Benteke no, because you know he was unplayable for those two seasons. His his first season at Liverpool is criminally underrated. The fact he managed to score eleven goals in Under- that team with a lot yeah. of off the bench performances is actually quite remarkable, and that included an overhead kick against Manchester United. Um, 
people need to put some respect on 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 big chris's name and he was played the wrong... a, a terrible team as well an awful, yeah exactly it was an awful, awful team awful and they team. did they didn't play up to him that's the thing it was the wrong it was the wrong move for his career wasn't it because like manchester united were linked with him at the time and they played very direct football and you'd have thought benteke would have been a shoe in there and liverpool still playing it along the floor weren't they that was that was yeah. that was their thing now why are you signing christian benteke for that um and i just think it was probably just the wrong career move for him at the time uh and just unlucky, really, because he needed to be playing football every single week. A yeah. player of that age at his prime. Because I remember all the statistics showed him in the top five strikers in Europe, you know, when he was still with us. So, big shame. Big shame. I think with all of these, these strikers, you have to put it into perspective about the trajectory of Aston Villa at the time and what sort of team they played in. Whereas you, you look at the likes of Dwight York from when he broke through and sort of Villa were very much a top six team uh, if not top four um the likes of Dion Dublin in his early sort of Gregory mm. years we, we were in the top six again um but then like Benteke we were always a struggling side we were always fighting that relegation battle weren't we so it's, it's, it is a tough one but yeah I think Dwight York overall for me just for his, his just sheer natural ability and, and what he brought to the stage every week um, and you'll have a lot of them talk about sort of Benteke and, as he said, with the trajectory of his career, you could argue in reverse as well, um, Stan Collymore. I mean, I remember when we signed him, um, I mean, I was, I was 13, 14, I was, I was ecstatic that we had, you know, we bought him in, he was brilliant at Forest, great at Liverpool, Villa fan, and I thought, this this is it, him and, you know, York were still there at the time, I think these, it's just going to click. And there were moments where it did, and there were, unbeatable but it just as you said it, it it didn't work out sort of moving forward and that's for me that's the one the one player for a villa particularly in that position that the one that got away for me i, I yeah. really felt he could have been the real deal natural so, ability wise collymore yeah was right foot left foot good in the air strong quick skillful to play off the left could have the right play attacking mid play striker he was just Unreal player. Shame, big shame. Yeah, and, and it's mo most of Twitter that will look at him now will only remember him for the, the goal he scored against Atletico Madrid yeah. in the UEFA Cup, which is, uh, it, it's a screamer, but there, there's a, there was a lot more to his game that... Um, First, he was that, brilliant. That, that, that was there. But yeah. it's just with, with what went on and he didn't get on with Gregory, which was well documented and it's just, just a shame. It took long, so long to get going. Didn't he did not take until like yeah. December to score his first home goal or something like that. Yeah. I seem to remember that was the. If he got, if he hit the ground running, you think, oh, he'd be, it might have just worked out for him, maybe. But real shame. Yeah. yeah. Who who would we be thinking is as a kind of uh, you know a shortlist here? <clears throat> Say as a, a top, whittle it down to a top four. I think most of us would probably agree Dwight York would be up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Gabby, Gabby, would, Gabby, Gabby would probably split opinion, yes, but all Gabby, time he's got a top goal scorer. Has to be, I think, yes. Yeah. He default, he's you know, a legend to you know, like mine, Danny, and Tom's generation. Like, growing up, Gabby's yeah. the guy. Uh, you know, even something as stupid as him being immortalized in FIFA 12, just stuff like that. <laughs> like, he, ha he has a cult status. Like, I know everyone, like, everyone did kind of end up memeing on Agbon Lahore, like, as it went on. But, like, he, on his day, him and Ashley Young were probably, like, the most formidable, uh, you know, like, strike and wing partnership in the league, I think. And uh, you've just got to look at all of his goals against the Blues, and you know how much the club means to him. Yeah. Um, I have so much time for Gabby. Uh, I, 
I always will. I think he's he's so good. And the, I think now, I think he, even if he came out of retirement now, I think he'd still score against the Blues. Like there's just <laughs> like you could you could question his his motivations and stuff when we're in the championship. You know, with in terms of getting fit and stuff. But you know, he still came on and and scored with with his second touch against them. Um, I just the man's a legend. And yeah, there's the shisha stuff and uh, being in Dubai, but. Uh, you know, we, we've all forgiven Grealish for his sins of passing out on the pavement, uh, you know, in, in Ibiza with a, a £2,000 bottle of vodka. So I think we can I think we can get over what Gabby did. What about um, Ben Teke then? He probably, towards the end of our, you know, before getting relegated, end of that spell in the Premier League, you know, was up there one of the best strikers we had around that era. Would, would people kind of be saying Ben Teke yeah. in the mix? Has to be, has to be in there, yeah. Just the, the, the goals, the, the number of goals he scored for us and in in the side that we had as well. And I think I think I think it's struggling this side now because, you know, we were playing hoofball around then. We were playing Lambert ball. Right. Um, OK, maybe it wasn't hoofball. It was passing it around the back until he managed to get it up to him. But um, the, the number of goals he managed to score during that time and how poor we were. Yeah, he's, he's got to be there. I mean, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, obviously we've mentioned um, Collymore, um, Dublin, um, Juan Pablo Angel. You know, that he had a couple of... He, he took a while to get into it, didn't he? But he had a couple of years where, you know, he was scoring all sorts of goals on the tap-ins. He scored 16 in one season, didn't he? Yeah. In the Premier League. In the Premier League. Yeah. 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 And he was, he was scoring goals. We had a we had an all right side. It was It was competitive. Um, we obviously we have better teams, but he scored all, all sorts of different types of goals. Um, I think Angel possibly in there. I, I think with Collie Moore was that he probably reputation wise, you know, more so than how he played for us. You know, one of them talented, but didn't quite live, live up to his expectations. Um, yeah, the thing with Collie Moore is just like like it's, he was just in a bad spot in his life really when he wrong time in his life to come to Villa. And uh, it was much of a burden for him being in his hometown team as well. And something he really always wanted to play for Villa after being in Grave Forest, being, you know, being as advertised for Liverpool and then coming to Villa. And then after that, it kind of spiraled downwards. But fantastic player, uh, Colin Moore. But I, I just, I, I wouldn't put him in the four band chart list um, as much not as I, as I liked him as a player. I, I just think the merits of what he did, what, what other guys did for Aston Villa. Um, oh, wait, unfortunately. There's um, also Darren Bent as well. Saved us from relegation. Yeah, yeah. When he came in, he scored, was it, it was his first season. He only had half a season, scored nine goals. And as you say, he, he kept us up. Big, goal, then, big just, goals as well, weren't they? Hmm. Scored some big goals. City, uh, City on his debut. Last couple of games, scoring against Arsenal and Liverpool. Yeah, great shout, to be fair. Um, you know, when you look at things in, into context, um, you know, I, I think... We, we changed, didn't we, slightly, and Ben, ben couldn't really get in the team. Um, obviously, when ben, ben Teke came in, never once tried to kind of play them together, did he really? Trying to, Ben couldn't get in. Um, it's a bit of a shame because we paid a lot of money for him, and in terms of a goal scorer, he certainly was one. Um, all right, then, let's. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, I'm looking at four here. I'm going to go with York, Ben Teke, Gabby. And Juan Pablo Angel, um, who's saying so all-time Premier League striker, best striker for Aston Villa. Who's saying Dwight York? 
Okay, so we've got five. Um, Luke, who are you feeling? I'll go with Gabby, I think. Gabby, okay. Anyone else going for Gabby? I've got to agree with Luke. <laughs> okay, three for Gabby. Um, Tom, who did you go for? Have you, have you, did you pick one? No, it's, it's Benteke for me. Just it's the goals he scored in that Lambert era. And after Martin O'Neill, that was kind of the only bright spark we had for years was was Benteke banging them in up front. So again, it's just a nostalgia thing for me. I didn't really, yeah, I didn't see Dwight York, so Benteke. Um, yeah, it's, it's a tough one, strikers, um, compared to looking at the fullbacks. It's certainly a position we're pretty strong in, in all fairness. You, you can make arguments for, for all of those, a lot of those strikers, but I think those four, you can make arguments for all of them in all fairness. Um, but obviously we've got five votes to five votes for York, three for Gabby, and then the one for Benteke. Twitter are at the moment neck and neck, York and Juan Pablo Angel. Interesting. I wasn't expecting right. Angel up yeah. there. I wasn't. Yeah. I love Angel. It pained me not to vote for him, obviously, as I, I said I used to wear a headband and pretend I was him. <laughs> but uh He's... It is so tough not to vote for them all from the different eras, isn't it? Because yeah. you just remember yeah. that era in sort of context, and you're like, oh god, I'd love to. But I think ultimately, with with Angel, he was. I think he he did very well at Villa, uh, considering the type of striker he was. He's he's a continental player. Mm. He he's uh, he was a, he wasn't the quickest. Uh, he was a bit of a poacher. Uh, was was very flamboyant, uh, and you know, I think we was it Malaga we signed him from, uh, or he went to no. afterwards. Yeah, I can't River, 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 River Plate. River Plate. But he, yeah. he went he went on to play in Spain afterwards. Am I right? I th- and you go to the Red Bulls, New York Red Bulls. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I think he, I think in a Spain, a Germany, or a France, I, I'd say he's like a twenty goal a season striker uh, because the you know the, the pace of the league is uh, is is a bit slower. Um, but yeah, what a guy, man! Like, I'm fair, fair play to Gregory for picking him out of River Plate as well. In an era that you know we didn't, people didn't really sign South Americans. Uh, he spotted him, and we spent about a year trying to sign him as well. We know that because Martin war in that room between Gregory and uh, Doug Ellis when he was trying to convince oh. him to sign this unknown <laughs> player. Well, yeah. we're, we're the same club as We're the same club that 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 said no to Falcao as well. Remember. Yeah, yeah. And we bought Heskey Heskey. instead. Heskey, yeah. (laughs) Gregory also wanted Pablo Amar as well, who was playing, I think, with, uh, who was partnering up with uh, with Angel. And he was a player as well. So he went to Valencia. Because Angel took quite a a while to settle as well. I know when he he first came over, he had, uh, I don't think his son was very well. um, And he took a long time to settle. And then he scored scored a, a screamer against Coventry, which I think relegated him. Unfortunately for them, and then from then on in, he was, as you say, he was, he was, he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, all these guys um, are big arguments for him. I think Gabby, obviously, <clears throat> you know, without being harsh, was the least talented. I think technically, worked off raw pace. Um, you know, up there with, you know, probably Tony Daly's the only player who probably was, you know, in terms of pace. And athleticism up there with him, um, but he, he did well with with what he's got. In all fairness, and to get the seventy four was it seventy four Premier League goals that he's got, mm. fair play to the bloke. Um, but yeah, Twitter forty eight percent of the vote for Dwight York now, um, so they're moving up, um, which 
I think in all fairness, you know, York, when you look at him, look at his goals, talent, everything, he ticked all those boxes, didn't he? He was a top quality striker. Um, so there we go. That's our, our team that we've put together. 4-3-3, three, three, unfortunately. Sorry, Danny. Um, even though a few people wanted to change that when they realised how bad the fullbacks were, we had to stick with it. So just to recap, um, based on votes um, from these guys here, goalkeeper went for Mark Bosnich, right back Mark Delaney, left back uh, Wilfred Boomer, centre-halves uh, Paul McGrath and Martin Larson, a midfield three of Gareth Barry, James Milner, Ian Taylor, and then the wingers, Ashley Young, Jack Grealish, interchangeable, sexy football, behind Dwight York up top. And these guys here have voted that as their all-time Premier League 11. That wins uh, the Premier League. What a, beautiful. what a team. Great team. That, midf- that midfield as well. You know, I like the way you pushed all the blame on us there, Chris. You said these guys here voted it. <laughs> Listen to the podcast straight away. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't vote. I didn't vote. I'd have, if I voted, my team would have been totally different. Totally different. Can we, can we agree that uh, Gareth Barry's in the Sergio Busquets position here? Yeah. yeah. Is he? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think he has to be. Yeah. 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 I think and he's actually called the Douglas Louise position, Danny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, just one final thing. <laughs> one final thing. Okay, there's a there's there's a few people that that you could pick here. Um, who would we have as the captain of our team? I'll go for Barry or Larson. Barry, 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 Jack Grealish, Paul McGrath, actually, Barry yeah. Larson. Yeah. yeah, Actually, I think actually that's a good point, Neil, because Grealish is. Uh, I think uh, Dean Smith is a master strike point in Grealish's captain. This made him as a player, so it's a good shout. So you want to you want to pick him as captain? I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go with Neil and go for British. I, I, yeah. I'm gonna vote for Neil as captain of this. Time. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then Staunton gets wearing, it. Ah, it's true. We're, <laughs> we're, we're wearing favorites. bandanas, lads. All of us are wearing bandanas. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, Irish Lions kit, bandana. <laughs> yeah, Man City's face as we call it, come out in bandanas. Holy shit! What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> Uh, from Mars. Um, yeah. Uh, what we go? We go for Greenish. We go for Barry for captain. Who's feeling? Barry. 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 It's got to be Barry. Sorry. Gareth Barry outvoting. Luke. And he links the eras as well. He links the eras. <laughs> good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Good point, Danny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Greenish, Greenish has been at the club since he was like five, so he links everything. <laughs> yeah, but Bar- <laughs> Barry, Barry's played about five thousand Premier League games. Yeah, yeah Barry was ninety. Was, was he seventeen when he started Gareth Barry? Yeah, ninety-five, ninety-six. Was it signing yeah. from Brighton, didn't we? Yeah, with Michael Standing, <laughs> a player. We bought Gareth Barry because he was mates with Michael Standing. We thought <laughs> it would help Michael Standing settle in. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what Wolves did when Wolves signed Neto. Um, they signed Jordal, who was the one they wanted, and they brought in Neto as his mate. And Neto was the better player, so. <laughs> yeah. Same happened with us. Boy in standing and his mate Barry. Uh, Luke, are you feeling for captain? I'd go. I'd go Greenish. I think for me, it's the greatest player we've ever had. Um, that's quite bold, but I think, I think he's. He's my favourite ever Villa player. I agree with you there, Luke. I but, think um... he's just unreal. Like everything he's done for us and the player that he's going to become and has become. I just think there's not. 
a player that can get anywhere near him. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's one level away from becoming, our, well, the, certainly in, in my era, in my time, watching Villa, be the best level player. He's, he's mm. nearly there. Yeah, I think... When, uh, when he gets us into Europe this season, that's it. That's when he becomes <laughs> that player. We're in the league, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could forget talking about Mark Albrighton when Grealish wins us the league. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Albrighton uh, won the league. We, yeah, we can have the debate once again then when we're all um, on tour, on a European tour in Eastern Europe somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, McGrath finished second twice with Villa and won PFA Player of the Year. So, speaking of players that won the league after Villa as well, Richie Delate actually won the league after Villa. <laughs> yeah, but he was on loan, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he, was on, he, was, he was on loan at Middlesbrough. Yeah. So, he, he won the Premier League uh, with, with Leicester and he, he um, finished second at Middlesbrough. Cup from order with Middlesbrough, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, few, pe- few people unhappy on Twitter. Um, for being us being narrow-minded, I say us, you know, me, narrow-minded that we're only um, picking Premier League players. But I did say at the start of this podcast and also on my first tweet that we were doing Premier League because of the age of the guys on here because we're all under 30. So we don't know oh, before thanks. 1992. No. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's actually when football was invented as well, by the way. It's exactly. 1992. So. 1992. It all, yeah, it all happened in 92, so um, so there we go. So that's our team. For those guys watching on YouTube, it will be up there for everyone to watch. A massive, massive thank you to Neil, Dan, Luke, Danny, James, Ian, Richard, Tom and Omar. Um, everyone listening, make sure you subscribe to these guys' channels. So uh, Neil from For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast, Dan from Heart of the Holt who does the Villa Villa podcast, Luke Robinson up the Villa podcast, uh, Danny Raza of 7500 to Holt, James from Witten to Rotterdam, Ian, Villa Together, Richard, are you setting up a podcast? <laughs> you should, well, Richard, you should. Might as well. <laughs> yeah, Once I, might as well. I understand how Bluetooth headphones work out, <laughs> yeah, There you go. Uh, Tom from Villa and Proud and an Omar uh, Villa Talks podcast. Um, look forward to Richard starting his podcast as well. It's going to be a good one about headphones. Um, but yeah, massive thanks to everyone. Massive thanks to li- listeners and to everyone who's got involved on Twitter. Um, as I did say at the start several times, it was Premier League only, so um, I'm not being narrow-minded. Uh, massive thanks um, everyone who's voted. But yeah, that's our team. And um, obviously, as Luke said, Jack Grealish is going to win us the league this year. So he'll go down as our best ever player. So there we go. Um, thank you, everyone. Up the Villa. Villa. Up the Villa. Villa. Up the Villa. Villa. Is it two legs transformation? <laughs> <laughs>